0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Takedown. As always, we are brought to you by Phone Soap. Go to phonesoap.com, use the code Takedown, and you get 20% off your order. Uh, and as always, the excellent uh, computer status here is brought to you by Quicksash.io for all of your computer needs. Go to Quicksash.io. Uh, I'm just knocking the sponsor right out of the of the park right off the bat. Usually, you guys know it takes me a couple tries to actually to get that down and sometimes I, I just don't even get it down so uh, but I'm excited for today's guest she is a fellow podcaster and a paranormal investigator what is up Liz
1: hi thank you so much for having me on
0: thank you for coming on especially we, we kind of put this whole thing together in like a week didn't we
1: yeah yeah it was pretty quick
0: yeah, that, it, is awesome. it was. that is awesome I, I was looking for um, c- because, you know, it's, it's spooky season right now. Halloween is just right around the corner. And I was looking for mm-hmm. uh, somebody that would be a very good, uh, like, like someone that would be very good around this time of year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yes. And I was thinking, I was like, what better than, like, a paranormal investigator or, like, a horror, like, actor or actress and then yep. you just like you you bit the the little the little fish hook that I threw out there right off the bat and I was like, you know what, that's it.
1: Yeah, that it. it paid off. My insomnia really paid off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> How- just scrolling through and and uh yeah, spooky season. This is this is my time of year. I, I live for this season, so
0: that was actually I, I just- was I was gonna ask you that. Since you were kind of involved in the the paranormal side of things, are you a big horror movie fan?
1: You know, surprisingly, I am not. Um, I love psychological thrillers, but I am not into, um, horror or gore, um, really? which is pretty rare for, um, people that are into paranormal, but yeah, I just, I never have been, um, you know, well, I guess I shouldn't say never as a teenager, of course, I, you know, enjoyed, uh a, like, like a slasher and all those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of found out that I really enjoyed more. So like the paranormal aspects, like cryptids, um, and like psychological thrillers so yeah that's more of my thing than than horror and gore
0: really that's so uh not being judgmental or anything but but you know that's just so uh like astonishing to me because essentially like, this is like y'all's time of year right
1: yeah Mhm.
0: i feel like a lot yeah. of people would be looking into like the paranormal around this time of year at least
1: yeah yeah um this is usually when You know a pandemic is not going on Um, our busiest time of year um, part of the the um, i'm part of a paranormal team and we pair with a uh, historical society in royal oak michigan and we do public uh, ghost tours and this is usually our busiest time of year
0: how do you um so let's let's kind of start at the beginning i guess have you always been interested in paranormal things
1: Yes, I have, yeah. Since I was a little kid, um, you know, I'd kind of experienced some paranormal things, um, but, you know, of course, as a kid, I didn't realize exactly what it was that I was experiencing. Um, You know, I think the first time that I really remember um, seeing and feeling and interacting with a spirit was I was probably about eight years old. And I was at my cousin's house and we saw a little boy. We actually saw a full apparition which is not really too common um but when we both saw it and we actually thought it was her little brother and you know he followed us up the stairs and we were like talking to him but he wasn't responding to us and then um as we were coming back down the stairs we saw him standing by the tree by the Christmas tree this was around Christmas time and you know it it really freaked us out because we obviously realized it wasn't her brother because he was up in his room sleeping sound asleep and then we ran back down to the basement where we were sleeping. And like when we were talking about what had happened, the light bulb above the bar exploded.
0: So, so, and that
1: was the first time. So wait I'm a sorry. second.
0: Wait a second. Yeah. Hold the fuck up. You guys, yeah. you've you seen a full apparition. Yes.
1: yes. At,
0: at what, what age do you think this was?
1: Um, so I was about eight years old. So.
0: so at eight years old, you guys see a full apparition. And then you guys do the textbook uh, horror movie move where you ran back to the basement?
1: Yes, yes. And as we tell the story, we always say that to ourselves, like, why why would we have run past you know, her mom, like my aunt's room, and go down to the basement where if this was a movie, you would be screaming at that person like, what are you doing? Don't go down there. And yes, that's where we ran to was the basement.
0: And then the light bulb exploded. Is there, is there like a feeling in the air? Like, uh, like, of course there's like a bit of uncomfortableness because of the, the, the like the entirety of the situation. But is there, uh, when you, when you encounter an apparition, is that, am I using the correct term? Is that uh, yeah. sp- spirit ghost? What is, what is the
1: usual term? You know, people use all of them interchangeably. They say apparition spirit, entity, ghost um you know any of those names people use
0: okay so when you when you come in contact with let's say this this spirit is there like a feeling that kind of comes into the room like you 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 know have you ever been working on something maybe your head's kind of down and you just, you can feel when somebody comes into the room is that kind of the feeling mm-hmm. that you're you're getting
1: yeah yeah and people always experience um experience it differently which is Kind of one of the things that's fascinating about the paranormal is so many people have experiences and they feel it differently um you know at that time it it didn't feel heavy or scary um well i guess i shouldn't say scary because we were scared but it didn't feel like like evil um but yeah you know on, on paranormal investigations and stuff sometimes people will say like oh you know i feel colder um like, the energy feels different, feels heavier. Y- you just have that shift in energy, and like you said, like, you can tell when somebody's on you, like, watching you. Um, so, yeah, you get those feelings.
0: I remember I used to watch that show. It used to come on uh, A&E. Do you, do you know the name of that show? Um, it was, it was uh, about paranormal investigating, but I don't think that was the name of it.
1: Uh, there was one um, on A&E called Ghost Hunters, um, and they were on – they were like really one of the first paranormal shows that came out and kind of really set the bar for for paranormal investigators. It had
0: kind of a younger guy, kind of a uh, the total hunk kind of guy. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, um was it Paranormal State? And it was yes. like the college kids. Yes,
0: yes, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember watching that, and they would always say, "Oh, this room feels cold."
1: hmm
0: And uh, I've yeah. always I've always wondered about that.
1: Yeah, I I think um. With with uh, paranormal encounters. So there's all these different theories um, And of course nobody really knows for sure. This is a whole field just based on theory. So, um, so One of the theories is that you know, these entities these spirits are pulling energy to kind of manifest or, or Represent themselves so that pulling in that energy kind of shifts the temperature in the room because um, they're, they're moving that energy around um, some people just think it's, you know, their their presence as it is, um, you know, just because they're dead and colder and, you know, that kind of fills the room. So, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned it already, but, you know, one of the things that I love about the paranormal field is that there are no, there's no experts in this field, really, because everything is so unknown. Um, and it's just, you're investigating, you're learning, you're, you're just trying to figure out is you know is this real? Like, is this not real? And yeah, that's just I just love that about paranormal investigating. I love investigating, not just paranormal. It's part of my job is investigating too. But um, yeah, I just I I love that. I love learning about everything that I can and and hearing other people's theories on these too. It's just I love it.
0: It's so cool hearing you talk about um, like why you why you enjoy. Uh, the actual, I guess, the activity of, of paranormal uh, investigating. And, and I'd actually, uh, so I'd looked into that one time before about the, the cold or whatever, and I like how you explained it. Like, they're trying to pull the energy uh, almost out of the room, if, mm-hmm. that, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Ryan Buell was the guy that I was thinking of. Yes. And he, uh, you know, he was on that show. If anybody's wondering, he was kind of a, a hunky-looking dude. You know, he was a, a younger, attractive-looking dude course he uh he's had a couple uh controversies you know since the the show uh, yes a couple couple felony thefts and uh an assault uh on his boyfriend just a couple but,
1: minor things yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
0: and so the, the reason i kind of bring that up um is that is that something that i guess is big in in the community like it just weighs heavily on you and kind of spills over into your into your personal life is that, is that a common thing, or is that maybe just a one-time kind of thing with this guy?
1: Um, I think with him, and I mean, I can't say for sure because obviously I don't know him or anything. Um, from just reading different articles and um, maybe talking with some people that kind of may know him, maybe the celebrity of being a paranormal investigator kind of got to him. Um, because some of those issues, I think, were with charging people... To come see him at events, and then canceling those events at last minute, um, and not, or not fulfilling the promises of those events, and, and keeping that money.
0: I got you. The ultimate, uh, the ultimate celebrity kind of move.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Got you.
0: And I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not labeling or judging this man whatsoever. You know, I've, I right. spent, I spent a lot of time binge watching that show as a as a teenager, so mm-hmm. definitely not not judging him. But I was just very curious about that uh, about. Does it ever kind of get heavy though, to the point where? Because you said a moment ago you work with um, a historic uh, like group of people, right? So I'm mm-hmm. assuming you, when you go into these places, you kind of know the history and kind of like what has happened or what has transpired. And then, uh, if you were to encounter a spirit, is it does that kind of weigh heavily on you afterwards?
1: Yeah, it can. And um, you know, I, I think your intention matters too. So some of these these locations that you go into um you know on some of these other paranormal shows you'll see that they get like all amped up and they're trying to um provoke and and conjure up all this negative energy um and i'm a big believer in like you know you kind of you get what you put out so if you're going onto that dark side or into that negative i really feel like that spills over into your your day-to-day life or maybe you know really that's just kind of what you attract so um yeah i'm not sure i'm sorry if i kind of you're you're fine
0: you're fine on
1: your question there but yeah i I think there are some people that get really um, wrapped up in it really involved um and yeah and and some of these like client cases um that we've done before um you know you kind of get that emotional bond with some of these people because you know you're human and, and you hear about their struggles and or of a loved one passing and you know they share that information with you and, and they're really hurting um, so yeah sometimes that you know can weigh on you too
0: I got you I got you and I kind of I kind of trailed off my myself after uh you know after reading about him a little bit while we were sitting here Um, I, I wanted to get into how did you so you you encountered your first apparition uh, at eight correct mm-hmm. So after this, are you kind of pursuing it as you're growing up? Like you're kind of looking into it, you're investigating it. How did you get involved in the actual the, the investigating side of things?
1: Well, so as a little kid, I didn't really know that was something that you could do. Um, you know, after that first experience at uh, when I was eight, we actually set up, you know, um, I grew up in the 80s, so I had a small little... You know boombox that would record um and we didn't know at the time that that's what we were doing uh doing evp sessions but so we're like well why don't we just set this up and see if we get anything you know if we can hear anything or or whatever so we just left that recording all day in her room um so i think that would probably be my first investigation but without realizing it but you know even as a teenager i didn't really realize um, that you could be a paranormal investigator, that anybody could be a paranormal investigator. I thought you had to have special abilities or you had to have, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. So I really didn't start investigating until I was in my thirties. Um, and I started seeing, uh, you know, people, uh, paranormal groups putting on, um, public ghost hunts. So I just started going to those and, um, I went, you know, almost every weekend. Every investigation that they had available, I started going. And then eventually, um, the team, one of the the team lead on um, one of the groups that I went to often, asked if I wanted to join the team because they liked my investigating style. And I was just completely floored by that because it's like, wow, you know, I have an investigating style? Like, no way, you know, I'm I'm not like a professional. I'm not anything. Um, but by the way, there really are no professional ghost hunters. But um excuse me. So yeah, that's that's really how I started started doing it. I just kept going until finally they were like, Alright, you're here enough. Why don't you just join us?
0: And they kinda you were you were kind of an honorary member already.
1: Yeah. They just yeah. said, Let's
0: make it official.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that really that really changed things for me. That that really opened up my eyes to a lot of things and um, you know, at the time I didn't really realize how you know, I, I struggle with depression and anxiety um, and investigating kind of um, helped me come out. of. I don't wanna say help me come out of it. It, it. it lifted me up to to something that I really needed. I really needed an activity outside of, out of my family and out of my job. Um, so yeah, that, that really helped me in more ways than, than I can really, than I ever could have imagined.
0: I understand that completely. I have uh, severe anxiety and bouts with uh, pretty rough depression um, mm-hmm. and I understand like you know keeping yourself busy is very um, it's very important to, to dealing with these things and and a moment ago you said a, you said something too and I don't mean to kind of like trail us off here again but you said <laughs> you said you get what you give kind of right yeah. and so mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to the last episode of the podcast that, that I'd put out but I had two of my really close friends on and we were talking kind of about uh, about karma. And mm-hmm. how I'm, I'm a, I am i am do not know about you and I try to not talk about religion or politics on the podcast, but I do uh I'm I'm a pretty religious guy, but I still have uh this belief in the karma, like the the karmaic system I guess, and, and that yeah what you give does kinda come back to you. And so it's very crazy you brought that up. Um I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. It's very it's very crazy <laughs> you brought that up. It blew my mind for a minute. I was like, Wait a second, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um
0: so, do you do you remember your very first investigation? Like you yeah. like I guess you're very first with this this group of people and you um like how do you how do you approach this? What is the the planning going into it and then do you remember the actual investigation itself?
1: Yeah. So, as um my first investigation um with a paranormal team. Now, this was before I had officially joined the team. I mean, this was like the first ghost hunt that i had ever gone on and so my sister she knew that i was like really really into all of this so she found one and she was like hey let's go so we went to that and of course it was it was a rainy dark you know night and i was like okay this is like the perfect perfect storybook (laughs) yeah um and then so we went there and there it was only the one investigator and then my sister and myself and like one other another woman and i was like oh my gosh like what did i get myself into like now i'm starting to panic and i just had like these images of like oh like you know something's going to grab me like this is just this is going to be terrible um but it really wasn't and um you know i think who you're investigating with matters too um and brian who's the lead of our team um you know was there that night and and he has just a great way of uh, making you feel at ease. Like he's calm. He's not um, trying to rile things up. And, it, it, you know, it, it was just, it was great. And that night I had uh, my hair pulled by an entity that uh, his name is Clyde. And, you know, if you're interested in his story, I can tell you his story really quick too. Um, but yeah, I had my hair pulled. So that was, and for somebody else to validate that uh, at the same time was, you know, it, it, it was great it was like okay this this isn't just in my head like there really is possibly paranormal experiences and, and there's other people like me who want to experience this and, and find out so yeah that night I was like oh wow I found my people
0: a, a man named Clyde kind of sounds like a guy that would uh, he'd, he'd reach out and grab you you know <laughs> like you're turning the corner and he just he just grabs your arm and then just, just lets go uh, yeah. What What is Clyde's story, though? And and a second question, kind of a follow up question: Are a lot of the spirits um, do they have like this malicious intent? Do they have this kind of aggressive, um, uh, like attitude about them?
1: Yeah. Um. So, well, well, let's start with Clyde. So, um, Clyde was um, he was I think he was about a teenager, maybe in his early twenties. Um, but Clyde had some, some learning disabilities, and so he, Clyde had always wanted to be a fireman. And so actually where we were investigating was the Royal Oak Historical Museum, and it used to be an old firehouse. So Clyde would always ride his bike up to this firehouse and hang out with the firemen and, and um, you know, just kind of hang out with them, kind of like an honorary fireman, but didn't really, you know, obviously do anything like that. Um, and he always had his boombox with him. And so he was, you know, riding his bike one night and um, somebody tried to steal his boombox and they actually murdered him on the uh, church steps, which was not that far from the firehouse. So they believe that Clyde kind of hangs out at the firehouse because that's where he's the most comfortable. Um, So I don't think that any of his things are uh, malicious. I think he was just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm here. so, yeah, you know, we've I've had a few experiences with Clyde. Like, we'll always kind of reach out to him. And sometimes he responds and sometimes he doesn't. Um, but I, I don't think that, that he has any malicious intentions. I think he just wants to say, you know, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Let's talk. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I think there definitely are some spirits um, and entities that have malicious intent or... Um, You know, or maybe are like pranksters and 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 like to do that maybe get a kick out of scaring people Um, You know, I kind of feel like your personality That you are on earth would probably carry over into the afterlife or you know, whatever Is out there after we after we pass so I mean, I'm sure maybe some people have spiritual awakenings or they change but I, I Would imagine that your personality would still be the same. So I don't know if you're kind of a jerk on earth you're probably still a jerk in the afterlife you know that makes
0: sense that makes sense and that's very sad what happened to uh to Clyde as well yeah do they this might be a dumb question and you know like I love spooky things and (laughs) I uh you know like I watch a lot of movies I watch a lot of tv shows but I don't really uh like I don't investigate things as thoroughly as I probably should so this could be a dumb question, but do they ever speak? Like you always see on on movies, like like if you're if you're walking down like a like a little dim lit corridor, you'd have a ghost just going Liz Liz. Yeah. You know, is that <laughs> does that really happen?
1: Yeah, it does sometimes. Um, so uh, you know, and actually that you say walking down a corridor and saying my name, I that used to happen to me in high school a lot. Um, like other so students. I do walking- no, not not the other students. So I, I would be alone in like walking down a hall, and you know I'd hear somebody whisper my name, but there's like nobody around. Um, so I mean, yeah, very well could have been somebody just you know playing a prank or something on me. But yeah, I've I've had that experience, and a lot of what we do too with um we mentioned EVPs, which is electronic voice phenomena. Um, so maybe you don't necessarily hear audibly like with your ears in real time. Um, but, you know, you can pick that up on, on a recorder, on a digital recorder and play back and hear something later on. Um, and, and some people have heard, audibly heard things in real time, um, you know, hearing a scream or, you know, or you know, somebody saying something. So, yeah, yeah, it does happen.
0: I, not too long ago, I actually just got chills when you said that because it just reminded me uh, about a month ago. And I have a, I have a young daughter, right, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know she's she's in that phase of life where you know they don't want to sleep but they don't wanna you know they don't want to sleep but then they get mad you know because they're tired <laughs> you know how right is. um but so I so I was up kind of late I was very tired uh, let's say it's was, it was probably about one it was around 130 to two would be the time frame right mm-hmm. because I've always heard I remember uh, ryan Buell saying that 3 am is like the dead hour or the the
1: the, yeah, witching the witching hour? hour. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, So this was, it was about one thirty to 2 o'clock, and, uh, you know, my wife's asleep, my daughter had finally fell back asleep, and I was kind of up, you know, I was kind of, you know, you drink a, a soda, you know, 12 o'clock, you know, you're going to be up for a minute. And right. uh, so I, I drank a soda, you know, while I was staying up with my, my baby, and, you know, she finally passed out on me, the dog was asleep, you know, everybody was asleep but me, and, uh, I was in the living room and I decided to go to the bedroom. So I was cutting off all the lights, you know, cutting the TV off and all that. And I, uh, I don't I don't really know exactly what had happened. But I didn't leave my chair, right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, sometimes it happens. you know. So I nodded off in my chair for a moment. And I heard as soon as like my eyes closed, because I'd already turned the TV off. Uh, I'd already cut the lights off. I can't even remember why I sat back down now. To be, yeah. to be quite honest but I just sat back down for a moment and you know your eyes start to close it's over at that point right yeah. Um, but as soon as I closed my eyes I heard my full name in my ear now oh. it, it didn't sound like an echo because like, I didn't hear it out of both ears I only heard it out of like in one ear yeah and like my, my eyes opened up and I ran in the bedroom because automatically I just assumed like it was my wife you know something was happening you know I didn't know what was going on right and she's just in there sawing logs my daughter sawing logs the yeah. dog the dog doesn't really speak to me all that much so
1: uh
0: <laughs> you know what i mean it, it, yeah that'd be
1: a whole other show
0: so i was yeah so i was just kind of like what the hell just happened so then uh and i kind of brushed it off i was like man i'm tired you know it's 1 32 o'clock so I, I go back in there i lock the front door cut off the kitchen light, you know, make sure everything's good, and then I go lay down in bed. And once again, right before I fall asleep, I hear this time it's just my my first and my middle name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's in the same ear, so it's on the same like side, and I just my eyes open up again. And I just sit straight up in bed and I'm looking around. And so this time, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys uh you know, I'm just I'm one of those people. So I grab the gun. know like any you know like any sane person would just i got the gun i walked throughout the house opening up all the doors like a crackhead you know just looking around (laughs) and i don't see anybody uh you know in the so so the gun isn't even loaded by the way i just grabbed i just grabbed a gun i wasn't for sure if somebody was in my house i was probably just gonna beat them to death with a gun (laughs) we've not you know yeah if somebody I, i probably shouldn't say this we've not had ammo in a while so if somebody tries to, to break in my house, I'm going to beat you to death with my gun. Just forewarning to any of my crazy listeners that yeah. <laughs> you know, want to get a little buck wild. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I, you know, it was first instinct because it felt like somebody was, was talking to my ear. Right. And I knew my wife was asleep, daughter's asleep, uh, dog ain't really up for talking, you know. And yeah. it just blew my mind. I'm, and so it, immediately I started looking at my phone thinking, you know, maybe I pocket dialed somebody when I fell asleep, you know, nothing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Do you think that that was potentially an apparition or, like, a spirit, or do you think it could have been just my tired mind just kind of...
1: You know, it it could be either, really. But my paranormal investigator side says, yeah, you probably had somebody come and visit you. Um, And that's a lot of people... Uh, it, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you're a believer, or if you're skeptical, or just kind of in between, but almost everybody um, that you talk to will say like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts, but this one time, you know, and, and they have that experience. And I think um, a lot of people want to say that you, you try to rationalize what happened. And when you can't rationalize, like, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, like you said, it wasn't your wife, it wasn't your daughter. You know there's nobody else in the house you checked around for other possibilities and there's nothing you know what are you left with either you're going insane or maybe it was something paranormal uh, so and and that's part of investigating too is, is i always try to make sure there's not an explanation for it that it wasn't you know something going on in the room so yeah maybe you had your uh, paranormal encounter
0: i uh I, I believe in the paranormal, right? Because I, well, I was really young, and I'll never forget this. I was really young, and my grandfather had passed away. And I was very close with my grandfather. And I, you know this was like the first death that I ever really dealt with. And my grandfather was a bluegrass musician. And he uh, had kind of bought me my first guitar. And he, he loved sitting around just playing the guitar. And I remember being really young. And I went to bed one night and I'm I'm fully asleep and something just woke me up out of the middle of the night and I had my guitar on one of you know those guitar stands you can set acoustic guitars on? Oh yeah. So I had my guitar sitting on that and it sounded like as soon as I woke up the guitar strummed. And so oh, wow. immediately, young me, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm trying to get out the window. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. You know,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and uh and so it kinda calmed down. And I'm kind of looking around. And then I just, I had that thought. I was like, well, that was my, my papa. That was my grandpa visiting me. So I'm I'm a believer of the paranormal. Yeah. Um, And to further add to this, I'm not sure how, where on the paranormal side dreams fall. But I, I've i had people very close to me pass on, and I, I often have dreams about them. hmm Yeah. And I, I've always wondered if maybe there's something to that. And, you know, you get that feeling sometimes. I, I had a feeling... Um, not too long ago that somebody was standing right beside me and I turned mm-hmm. around there's nobody there and I was in the middle of the woods oh, so unless wow. unless Bigfoot just came right up to yeah. me, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah but, uh, you know I think you get those feelings sometimes I think I, mean, I do believe in the paranormal I believe in the spirits and, and stuff like that but I'm yeah. always I'm always very curious to talk about somebody who or to talk to somebody whose entire um, like their hobby and their job relies around this because I, it's a perspective that I'm not used to. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I – go Oh, ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Oh, no, you're fine. You can cut me off all you want. I just kind of ramble sometimes. You got to you gotta <laughs> stop me sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, – I, I love talking with, um, you know, people about their paranormal experiences. And, uh, you know, one thing I like about working with other investigators too is – is, is learning about their experiences and how they investigate and um you know I, outside of paranormal i i love learning about you know different cultures and just different um just just learning everything that i can um so that's why i, I like the paranormal so much too is it's like you're just constantly learning so I, I love hearing about other people's experiences too um and then kind of to touch on what you're talking about with dreams um you know obviously i i i don't know how to interpret dreams or anything like that. But, um, you know, they do say that your loved ones do visit you when you're dreaming. Because, you know, you're sleeping and you're kind of open, you're maybe a little bit more vulnerable than, you know, when you're awake, you kind of just brush those things off or or kind of, you know, close your, close your mind to that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely am a big believer in that, you know, your loved ones do visit you in dreams and, and maybe try to pass you messages. That you may not be open to receiving when you're awake, so yeah, I, I think that's a really cool, cool experience to have.
0: I've always I've always wondered about that because uh, yeah, I had a really close friend, and then you know my grandfather, my actual father, um, another close friend, and you know I have dreams about these people often, and I've always wondered that maybe, um, maybe it is like you know kind of like a little message in a bottle kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah you know my my family actually I don't actually talk about this a lot on the podcast but my family is actually native american and uh so when i was growing up i would hear a lot about like my cousins dreams or like my aunt and uncle talking about their dreams and and stuff like that and i just you know you always kind of brush stuff like like that off when you're little you know yeah uh but it kind of makes more sense when you when you get a little bit older you get some some uh some gray some gray in your in your hair you start kind of picking up on those little things
1: yeah so i'm trying to brush my cat off he's walking on the table and picking up his little foot sounds on the microphone so i'm sorry I, if you can hear no that. no
0: you, you you can't hear it i uh i have a cat that will sit right outside the room right because i have this this little studio set up and i'm trying to get it ready for the audio side or i'm sorry the, the visual side of the podcast so i I especially don't want the cats in here knocking stuff off and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So I have it closed though, and my little cat will sit right outside the door and just wait for me. Yeah, it's, it's like he's like he's podcasting with me. You now I'll say something sometimes, and he he won't agree with me. He'll just give me a little fucking meow. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. You
0: know he kind of tells me to check myself before I wreck myself.
1: Right. Yeah. He's like you're like a producer.
0: Yeah. He's he's my editor. He's like, hey, you can't say that, buddy. Yeah do you yeah. um you mentioned a moment ago that that some of these apparitions some of these spirits are kind of pranksters have you ever has one ever just really fucked with you while you've been out in the field
1: yeah um you know and not again not maliciously but um we were investigating at at the uh the old mill in Dundee which very much sounds like a scooby-doo episode
0: that, that but actually, it
1: is actually the old mill
0: he, he jumped um, in the fucking mystery in the mystery machine and he he drove that shit around the block a couple times
1: right yeah <laughs> yeah so um the kids up on the on the second floor of this location they will kind of taunt you um so it's you know it's a big open open area but it is a That second floor is is part of a museum, so there's different displays and stuff set up. But you know, they'll make a noise over on one end, so then you walk over, you know, run over there to see what's going on, and then all of a sudden you hear the noise at the opposite end, and and it's almost like you're chasing them around the room. Um,
0: They're playing tag with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're just trying to see where they can get you to go, and um, so yeah, but I've never had um, anything anything malicious um, well you know what I take that back there's a past couple weeks ago um, we were at a, a location in Indiana and you know I was I was um, listening to to uh, one of the investigators interviewing interviewing um, someone there and so I, you know turn around to walk away and they they said they're like oh my god they're like what happened to your neck and I said you know, nothing. Um, and then so they looked and they said that I had scratch marks on the back of my neck. Um, but the weird thing is is that I didn't feel that happen. Um, so I, you know I don't know. and you know we luckily did have cameras going um, to see if you know maybe maybe I scratched the back of my neck and didn't didn't pay attention to it. Uh, you know, how you just sometimes mindlessly you know scratch it your neck or whatever. Um, that's,
0: that's actually a nervous habit of mine, is I'll kind of scratch the side of my neck a little bit.
1: Yeah, see, m- mine too. I actually scratch my, my collarbone. Um, I'll, I'll grab and, and scratch at my collarbone, like, out of a, a nervous habit. Um, and I've done that since I was a little kid, but never the back of my neck.
0: I've, um, I've got to stop you right there and ask you, Liz, are we the same person?
1: You know, I kind of am starting to think so, because... Are,
0: are we, am, I, am I Tyler Durden? are you are you my Brad Pitt I'm Edward Norton
1: oh man man I wish I looked as good as Brad Pitt but man yeah I'm starting to think so because some of these experiences that you were talking about and and uh yeah I was like man like if I chime in and say oh my god me too like do I sound like a weirdo (laughs) but yeah
0: (laughs) no I it's so weird because uh, the reason that I started this podcast and I wanted to ask you about yours in a, in a moment but the reason mm-hmm. I started the podcast is because it kind of became like a therapy for me to to just sit down and have uh I don't want to say a mindless conversation but a conversation with with somebody and get to know them on a like a personal level became like a um, like a weirdly therapeutic thing for me and yeah. and you know I started having fun with it and I have all these cool people on here I have people like you uh, who are who are in paranormal investigating and I have people who uh you know I've had teachers I've had athletes just a whole different mix of people and that's what I'm kind of realizing is we're all we all share a lot of the same uh experiences and a lot of the same mindsets and that's what's so cool is meeting someone and and they're a genuinely nice person but they share a lot of the same experiences as you and I and I think that's what's so cool you're you're talking about um like investigating and you're talking about these instances that have happened to you. And as you're talking about these things, I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) this, this has happened to me. You know, that's, so it's it's just a little observation that I made a moment ago and I was like, well, this is getting fucking weird now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of thought so too. It was like, well, yeah, like, yeah. You know, just some of the things that you're saying and some of the experiences you had and, you know, especially with your grandpa and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, and aside from just the paranormal, like, you know, I, I'm starting to wonder. Am I just talking to myself? Like, am I dreaming this? This is weird.
0: Maybe we, uh, maybe the 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 matrix maybe shifted a little bit. Yeah. You know, and we just we, inter- <laughs> we intertwined in each other's uh, universe for a moment. I just actually hit the mic, and I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not. I'm probably not going to be able to find that later when I'm editing.
1: <laughs>
0: um, you have a podcast called the Ghost Gal Podcast. Yes. What, what made you want to start that? Because you seem very passionate about uh, all things paranormal. Is that kind of what it was? You just kind of yeah. wanted to, to give it like a platform?
1: Yeah, I did. And, um, you know, I I really enjoy listening to podcasts, and I, I, I love a, a wide variety of podcasts. Um, and so I was looking for a paranormal podcast, and I just couldn't find, find – um, know kind of what i was looking for there's there's a whole whole slew of of paranormal podcasts and and i'm not saying any of those are bad or mine is better but i just couldn't find what i was looking for i I wanted to listen to a podcast about investigating i wanted to hear some some evidence um, and, and things like that and so um you know my husband actually encouraged me to start a podcast and i was like oh, no way nobody's going to listen want to hear me talk like are you kidding um and he's like just do it you know you're passionate about paranormal you're not finding what you want just just put it out there and he's like who cares if one person listens to it you know and i was like oh okay yeah i'm gonna do this and and when i first started it was like oh i can't do this like i'm so nervous like i was very stiff and..." um you know I, I was just so nervous so self-conscious um but yeah as i kept doing it and you know people reaching out and saying that they enjoy the podcast and um that this has kind of inspired them to to maybe start investigating you know that that kind of gave me that little boost to to keep going so yeah that's that's what it is and i love paranormal i love history and i try to combine those things into my podcast so
0: that, that's and, really where it started and it always feels good when you get acknowledged for something that not only you're putting your time into but something you're like passionate about yeah yeah that, yeah. Always, that always feels really good you um are you predominantly on spotify or are you you on apple where are you at
1: yeah i'm on spotify apple stitcher um pretty much any of the major um, podcast platforms so um if you just search ghost gal you'll you'll find me
0: Absolutely. Everybody go check her out. As soon as you get done listening to this episode, go subscribe to my homie Liz.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, You said you've never had anything, uh, any spirit act maliciously towards you, but have you been with anybody where a a spirit might have roughed them up a little bit? Maybe, uh, you know, pushed them down like a stairwell or or you guys investigate somebody that was like a, a notorious like a grand theft auto kind of specialist and, and he just jumps in the van and takes off or anything
1: <laughs> that would be that would be pretty amazing to see that but no i i've never myself witnessed it um but some of my team members um have told me about some of the experiences they had um they were um investigating at Waverly Hills Sanatorium i'm sure you've seen that on, on pretty much any of the major um, you know paranormal shows—they've all gotten there. And uh, one of the investigators was pushed down the stairs, and she actually hurt her knee pretty bad. Um, really. But yeah, she said she could feel like you know it wasn't just that she tripped; like she she felt those hands push her.
0: That is so, so crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes. that would that would definitely scare me. And I think it kind of depends on you know where you're investigating. Uh, I mean, I guess you could really run into it anywhere, but you know when you're. Maybe visiting a place that has a lot of bad energy, you may run into some more negative entities that have uh, maybe a different agenda than you do.
0: If something like that was to happen to you, do you think you would keep pursuing it?
1: You know, honestly, I think I would, um, because I'm curious, and maybe to a fault, but yeah, I, I think I would keep investigating. I. I can't say that I wouldn't be shooken up because I definitely would be, um, I'd probably be embarrassed and I'd probably be pretty angry that, that that happened to me, but I'd also be maybe a little excited and still, <laughs> still curious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Push me, push me again if you're for real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it's like, okay, well maybe this, you know, this happened. Maybe I just tripped, maybe, you know, but yeah, I think I would keep investigating.
0: That is, that is good though. That's, uh, it it shows how like how into it you really are you know what i mean
1: yeah that's yeah. super
0: cool i i've been in the combat sports world for a while and uh i mean essentially my entire life because i wrestled at a very young age and mm-hmm. and then you know, i went straight into mma and and i've actually been oh, knocked, wow. i've been knocked out one time before and people oh, were geez. like you, you sure you want to keep fighting after you've been knocked out and i'm like oh man it's the best after that you know <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah, it's one of those, you can't you can't just be fucking mad that you got knocked out. You know you gotta kind of get back up on the horse and and go to town. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, that's pretty intense. MMA fighting, huh?
0: Yeah, it it uh it was actually very crazy. Um, and I don't mean to to kind of take any time away from from you or your story because I'm absolutely fascinated by uh, your job. But yeah, I so I went into a fight. I'd been cutting weight all week and I was just barely going to make weight. I was super drained. It's probably one of the worst weight cuts I'd ever had in my life. And I drove down to Daytona, uh, which is not too, too far from me, but the drive just absolutely killed me. I'm chewing gum like a maniac and I get mm-hmm. there, I weighed in, uh, you know, you drive back, uh, cause we had, uh, you weigh in the day before you weigh in on friday and then you fight on a saturday and uh so i drove back and i was literally so weak i had a guy with me he uh he ended up having to drive because i was just so weak i needed you know i needed something yeah and uh he was like why don't we stop and eat and i was you know when you're cutting weight like that you can't just eat junk food after after that you have to eat something clean for your body to kind of uh properly fuel itself back up but I was like, you know what? I'm dying here. I need something. So we pulled in this little uh, like 7-Eleven and got a chili cheese dog. Oh, yeah. And uh, after that, it was over. I got sick as hell. I was throwing up. Oh, uh, no. You know, my body just didn't respond well to that. So then the next day, I wake up, and I'm feeling great, and I'm ready to knock somebody out. And uh, I got into it. The fight was three rounds, three uh, three minute rounds. And uh, we're throwing knees, elbows. I actually dropped the guy a couple times. I was winning the fight. And then uh, towards the end of it, you know, I got a little cocky. And I kind of dropped my hands. And I was kind of telling him, like, hey, hit me with something, buddy. You know, and you know, just being cocky and and talking shit, trying to be entertaining. And uh, he head kicked me. And uh, I hit the ground. Did you say head kicked
1: you? He kicked you in the head? Yes,
0: kicked me in the head, yeah. Oh, gosh. And uh, I stood back up. And, uh, so I don't, I guess they waved the fight off. I don't really remember, but the next thing I know, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm like an hour later, I'm sitting in a Burger King in Daytona and I've got my wife, I've got my buddy that, that also fought on the card with me and, and they're both sitting there just having a conversation. It's like, I just woke up oh, and man. I was like, wow, that sucked. <laughs> and, and that was the only time in my life I'd ever uh, really been knocked out, but yeah, um, yeah. MMA Sunday is super fun I I wanted to not I didn't want to fight while my wife was pregnant and so I started I started coaching and mm-hmm. uh, I fell in love with the coaching side of things so now I coach uh, full-time like coach MMA full-time outside of my actual job and I absolutely love it and it's uh, I actually have another podcast that I'm gonna quickly shout out it's called Baseline MMA. Uh, me and my good buddy Cody Gwynn do that for baseline Times. It's a, it's like, uh, it's like an ESPN kind of website, but oh okay. But we do that now, uh, and it's it's pretty fun. And I still coach, and and I have a lot of fun doing it. And you know, I'm not getting knocked out, not getting my brain <laughs> hurt anymore. So you know how it
1: is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome. And I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that's um, an MMA fighter. So I'm I'm learning from this too. This is. This
0: is amazing. See, that's what's so fun about podcasts. And and not only that is I, you know, I use Reddit, I use Instagram, I use Twitter. I use a lot of different uh, platforms to find guests to come on here. And i always try to find people who are just inside my realm, but they're not. You know what I mean? So I try to find people who are athletes or were athletes um, who now are moving on to something else. Or I try to find people with the same interests as, as myself. Yeah. Um, and then you have these really cool conversations like the one that we're having, and it's, it makes it mm-hmm. truthfully, like it truly makes it worth it, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's... This is, this has been so much fun. I mean, you know, how probably our paths wouldn't have crossed in, in our normal lives, but, you know, through podcasting and, and social media, we were connected, and, and this is, this has been great.
0: It has, it has. Um, before I let you go, we have we have some time left. I want to know, do you have like a favorite um, investigation story, like one that stands out above the rest for you?
1: Oh, that is a tough question because there's so many different investigations that I love for so many reasons. But um, I, I would probably say going back to the old mill um, with, with those kids. So we – we were um, walking down down the stairs, and it was my husband um, and my fellow investigator, Kenzie. Um, so we were walking down the stairs, and I heard footsteps behind her. Like, you know, we were already down on on, on the platform, and I heard steps coming down behind her, and I said, I was like, Kenzie, who's behind you? And she said, nobody, because it was just the three of us. And I was like, oh, okay, that was weird. So we kept going down the stairs and, you know, that whole night we were using my husband as our guinea pig. So, you know, we'd send him into into the areas to talk, go by himself or, you know, whatever. Um, so we sent him back upstairs and uh, we we're on the level right underneath the stairs where he was walking up and it sounded like he fell. So we're like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, that wasn't me. And we're like, oh my God, get out of there. And we just heard all these footsteps, like just running down after him. So that, that really stands out because just audibly hearing those footsteps and then feeling, um, you know, someone behind you. And then, of course, you know, I grab my camera to start taking some really quick pictures, and you can see the outline of a little boy standing on the stairs. Just, you know, just like a side profile of his face. So, Holy shit. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that night was pretty exciting. Uh, I you can just feel that. Does that, that kind of scare you? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, in that moment, it is, it is a little scary because you don't really know what you're dealing with. Um, but at the same time, it's exciting, you know? Yeah,
0: it's almost like the adrenaline outweighs the, the fear, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I found myself to be a lot braver than I thought I would be. Um, you know, we investigated at a psychiatric hospital uh, called Eloise, it's not, you know, no longer functioning um, in that capacity. But um, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would walk through an abandoned psychiatric hospital in the dark by myself, you know, calling out for these spirits and stuff. And um, you know, I heard an audible growl, and I ran into Holy that room. Holy
0: shit!
1: Versus running out, you know. So
0: oh, I would have been, I'd have been out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. My first thought was like, okay, maybe maybe it's a cat. Maybe there's like a stray cat in here. Um, and in my, in my normal life, that's what I do. I, I'm a licensed veterinary technician. I'm also an animal cruelty investigator. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, I just want to stop you right there and say kudos to you because I have the softest spot in the world for animals. I actually yeah. have a mini farm, and uh, kudos to you for real.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, that's just uh, that kind of hoping to find a cat, but also kind of hoping to find a spirit. I, I didn't see either, um, but, yeah, that, that stands out, too. So And I, I've found myself to have a little bit more courage, so that's really helped me.
0: I would be absolutely petrified, I think. I don't don't really know how I would handle a situation because a lot of me is a lot like you, deeply intrigued. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, uh, it's a very, I bet your adrenaline's racing the entire time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there are some investigations where it's like, yeah, this is is scary. Like, what am I doing? But at the same time, you know, I want to keep going. I want to find out. So my curiosity kind of just kind of pushes me through.
0: If it were a cat, would you have taken it home or would there be like a risk that like a, a demon spirit was in the cat and he'd just <laughs> roll around just like shitting in all your shoes?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I think if it was a cat, I probably would have taken it home. Um, just you know, for like, like the th-
0: memory of the of the thing? <laughs> I,
1: I probably would have taken it to work and either got the kitty spade or neutered, depending on, you know, if it was male or female and uh, find that kitty a good home but that's also part of you know in me i i can't uh we went to another investigation that um was in detroit and of course um you know i'm telling my husband i was like oh there's a stray dog like we we should go help that dog and it's like okay i'm here for paranormal investigating like not trying to catch dogs in detroit but yeah (laughs) i I can't help it i I look for those Uh
0: um really quick adopt don't shop
1: yes and, and spay and, and neuter, spay please.
0: Them, yes please
1: please
0: please i have been I, yeah i say gifted i've been gifted with the caretaking of three uh little street cat i call them street cats they're like a little gang
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, but
0: they come they come up on my porch and, and i've been feeding them and taking care of them and they're they're pretty cool little cats and and the other day, one of them, her name's Mittens, uh, which my daughter loves Mittens. Anytime we go outside, she's, cat, cat, cat? And I'm like, yeah, we can, we can find Mittens. But uh, Mittens brought me a rat the other day. Oh. Up onto the porch, yeah. And I was like, well, this is a compliment because, you know, she's honoring me. But at the same time, she also feels bad for me because she thinks I can't feed myself. <laughs> so, so I did. I didn't really know how to take it. I was, I was like partially offended, but I was also very grateful
1: yeah she's taking care of you
0: um but can can uh can a spirit take uh like take the form of like a body like that like could a spirit enter into like a cat or even potentially another human
1: oh yeah for sure um yeah you hear about what they call um like possessions or um you know kind of um i get, uh, yeah i guess possessions would be the right word i mean somebody's taking over your body and and controlling it so yeah um our our team lead brian um he called it being jumped uh where it was like a a, an entity or spirit you know he he's a medium so he he had opened himself up um and he said something you know kind of jumped in kind of took over but you know jumped back out so yeah that's
0: crazy to think about
1: uh, yeah, that that uh, aspect of it would really freak me out. Um, somebody else being in control of your body. Um, but yeah, I I try. I, I don't know if I would know how to open myself up, but I, I try not to. <laughs> if I knew how. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not down with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound that that sounds truly uh, like nightmare fuel.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's... I I couldn't imagine going through that
0: yeah that's that's terrifying especially you know because you gotta worry after after that if the spirit actually left
1: right you yeah know, how do you, you know for sure
0: you could walk into a, a win dixie one day and just end up spending two hundred dollars on seafood you don't even fucking eat but Clyde Claude <laughs> was like y'all gotta have this yeah that yeah is...
1: I, i'd be okay with that with the seafood but you,
0: you like seafood
1: oh i love seafood
0: oh I don't know yeah. about this. I don't. I don't think we're the same person anymore.
1: Oh no, our our bond broke already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just not. I don't, I don't. know. I I have a love hate for seafood because I, you know, I live on a I live, uh, on the East Coast, like the Atlantic Coast. Oh. Um. So I'm surrounded by water essentially. Yeah. And uh, a lot of my friends, you know, they absolutely love seafood. My parents love seafood. I just do not get into it my stepdad all the time he's he's saying come on let's do a fish friday let's do a fish friday i'm like bro i do not want to do a fish friday (laughs) like i'll i'll you know me and me because my wife doesn't eat seafood either i'm like me and me and my wife will bring like like a hamburger and like we'll we'll watch you eat seafood you know like I'm just I'm just not down with it, you know. It there's something about it, but I'll eat like wild game. Like I love wild game, and I know a lot of yeah, people okay. aren't aren't big on wild game. So it's it's you yeah, know different strokes for different folks. But
1: yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Yeah, I just see I I'm
1: not into wild game. So really. Yeah. Now see, but see that could be good because now if we were hanging out and you know we were each presented with these things, we could swap. So you know I can give you all my wild game. You give me your seafood. That'd be a good match.
0: The bond is back, ladies and
1: yeah. gentlemen. See, we recovered it. It's good.
0: We recovered it. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so I, I wanted to... I, I wrote down in my, my notes here that I wanted to ask you um, about your podcast. How many episodes are you up to?
1: Oh, boy. Um, this is embarrassing because, you know what? My husband does all the editing and uploads everything for me, so he keeps track of all that. But... Um, so my podcast is still relatively new in the fact that, you know, I, I have four kids and um, we're pretty busy. And I, I try to get, I want to put out a good quality podcast over quantity. Um, so... Maybe we're at about 10 episodes. That's so embarrassing not to know how many episodes I have in my own show.
0: Well, no, no, no. It's the reason I was asking because uh, I thought you had mentioned in, in our in our conversation leading up to this that it was a newer podcast. So that's, that's why yeah. I was. Yeah. How yeah, long yeah. How long have you been doing that?
1: Oh, we've been doing it just a little over a year now. Um, you know, we were in the mess of trying to sell our home and purchase a new home. And that took way longer than we thought it would um it took us like six months and it
0: was as it always does yeah
1: yeah our realtor was like you know what we'll have your house sold in a week and i was like oh man that's crazy and then it was like six months later and i was like okay well here we are
0: six months in a week he just left off the (laughs) the the meat and potatoes of it
1: yeah but i mean it it was worth the wait we bought a we bought our dream home like a historic house um which we both always wanted and of course it's haunted so that makes it even better
0: oh my gosh no get yes. out of here <laughs> i
1: oh my gosh yeah and we did a whole episode because once court once um you know COVID hit we couldn't go anywhere and we're like you know what we've had so many experiences here let's just do an episode about the house so we did a whole episode about our house because we've had some crazy experiences from the get-go from moving in. so
0: I'm I'm truly embarrassed. I didn't get to listen to your podcast before uh, before we got started. Um,
1: oh, that's okay. I actually we did this very quickly. We did.
0: I found out that you had a podcast literally five minutes before this one, this podcast.
1: So <laughs> I'm gonna right. definitely
0: go check it out. But was that awesome. one of the was that one of the reasons you bought that house? Was because it it was haunted?
1: You know, that was the first thing I asked if they had any paranormal experiences in the house, and of course they said no. Um, so I was really bummed out, but this house is just it's amazing um you know we have a lot of work to do because in the 70s they turned this house into apartments um you know so they really kind of uh you know fucked it up i can't believe i just said that on air
0: hey no no biggie no biggie (laughs) let me tell you that's that's probably the tamest thing that i've ever had a guest say on here so (laughs) you're you're still you're still number one for uh sfw safe for work all right
1: good good Um, but yeah, so, and they painted all this beautiful woodwork in our house white. Um, and not even like, you know, nicely, they just kind of slapped on a thin coat of white paint. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to take us a long time, but man, we're excited about this house. And then we found out that, yeah, there are paranormal experiences here, so it made it even better.
0: Now, is your, is your husband as involved in the, the paranormal side of things as you are?
1: Yeah, he just really recently started getting into it because, I mean, you know, he's always been supportive of, um, you know, what I do, and, um, and, you know, he was interested, but he had never really experienced, experienced anything, um, or at least that he knew of. And so sometimes I, you know, with the depression and anxiety, um, I really rely on him a lot. So it was kind of nice when he started getting into this and he could kind of come to these places with me um, because as excited as I am to go investigate, uh, you know, that anxiety part of my brain just takes over and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't know if I can go by myself. I don't know if I can go here. Um, so anyways, yeah, sorry, I kind of trailed off there. No,
0: you're fine, you're fine.
1: Yeah, he starts, uh, he started going with me. And so now he's part of the team and, and he gets to experience these things with me
0: um i don't i i don't ever really try to pry into people's personal lives and so you you don't have to answer this question if you if you don't uh want to have your Mm -hmm. kids had like a paranormal experience yet or have they uh, been vocal Yeah. yeah
1: yeah they have um so i have i have four kids now my oldest son um he is 14 and he now, you know, he says that he he doesn't really he's not sure about the paranormal. But um, one of the things that we experienced with him was when he was a baby, and my fa- my father-in-law had passed away, um, you know, really before my husband and I even got married. We just started dating, um, and so obviously, you know, he never met my, my oldest son. And I would see um, I would see my son reaching up. In the corner of the crib, like you, know how kids do when, when somebody's going to pick them up. Like they
0: want to be picked those... up. Yeah, they're Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, so I would yeah. see him
1: doing that, um, but opposite from me. And then when he was about um, about three years old, he started talking to my father in law. Um, he would say things like, "Oh, Papa Greg, you're so funny," um, and he, you know, say things like that. He'd always point to his picture. Um, and then he he told us. He said. Um, you know papa greg is really sad because he died at work and he really wanted to come home but he didn't make it and you know that that's true like my father-in-law did he he had a heart attack at work and he died but we had never ever discussed that with our 3 year old um and you know we really didn't talk about it at home because it was so painful for my for my husband and for my mother-in-law so that was not something that we discussed and Aiden knew everything you know, he, sorry, I was trying not to say his name, but I did, but that's okay. Um, But yeah, he, he knew everything about how my father-in-law passed.
0: Wow. So that was crazy. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I've, you know, when you look into like things of the paranormal variety, you see that children tend to have a little bit more uh like frequent experiences i guess or even maybe not even more frequent but but more pleasant because i guess you're you know you kind of hit on it at the the top of the show but you said that you weren't really afraid as a child
1: right yeah
0: yeah that's yeah. And that's I so crazy
1: kids really don't know that that um that they shouldn't have these experiences or that are you know they say a lot of times too that maybe some of these imaginary friends that kids have are actually you know, paranormal, um, whether that's true or not, you don't know, but, um, you know, they're just, they're more open. They're not shut off to, to those types of things. So yeah, I definitely think that kids can experience that. I, I think, um, yes, I would say like three out of four of my kids have had, um, paranormal experiences and, and the only reason why I say three out of four is because my youngest is only, you know, two and a half. So I don't think she would, Oh, yeah. have that capability of telling us that um but i i think probably the scariest thing would be uh, my youngest son he he came running into our room and he said he's like um mom johnny is being mean to me and i was like who the hell is johnny he's like the disappearing guy in my room
0: oh and, shit!
1: <laughs> right and so we're like oh okay you know and and you know, normally when he makes up names, they're not normal names. Um, you know, he's a five-year-old boy, so he says things like "poopus" and uh, just ridiculous <laughs> things like that. You know, um, King
0: Poopus yeah. is fucking with me.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and then I would be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, whatever." Um, but for him to say the name Johnny, it was just like, "What? Like that is so weird." Um, Has this was and, this
0: since moving into the new house?
1: Yes. This is in the new house. And he was so excited because at our old house, he had to share a room with his brother. Um, He was so excited to have, you know, his own room. We planned this out for months about what it was gonna be in there and what it was gonna look like. And we moved in here and he's like, no way. Uh, He's like, I'm too scared to go up there. Um, He he like, for a while, he wouldn't even like walk in the halls uh, of the house. He like had to have somebody walk him everywhere. And that was just, that's not like him. Wow. And, you know, you wouldn't, you would think like, okay, it's just, it's a new house. It makes him nervous. But we've been here almost a year. um You know, and he's comfortable here for the most part. But yeah, he, he does not go up to his room unless somebody walks him up there.
0: Yeah, so actually. He's back
1: to sharing a room with his brother.
0: I just got chills hearing you talk about that. That is so crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even tell you the craziest part. So we uh, on our on our porch we have a wraparound porch, and my husband was setting up the um, you know patio of the porch furniture, and he called me out there and he said, oh my dog is growling at the cat, sorry. Um, oh, you're
0: fine.
1: He said he's like come he's like what does this name say on this brick, and it, I I swear on on everything that I have, it says H Johnny on this brick wow. in and it's, it is etched into the brick, and I do have that on Instagram. Uh, I posted that. So, I mean, it's, it's written in very neat cursive, and it, so that, that brick, um, you know, that was etched in when this house was built, and this house was built in 1846. Um, and my youngest son can't read, by the way, especially cursive, so he done, definitely didn't go out and see that brick and then say, oh, hey, you know, Johnny's in my, in my room. So, yeah, yeah, we've had some wild experiences here
0: i think i would literally i'd probably piss myself in and probably move
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what i mean that's terrifying
1: yeah yeah it's so crazy but i mean we're loving it so as long as they uh, you know don't don't bother my kids too much i'm i'm good for it so
0: yeah yeah as long as if it was to become a like a hazard that's when you you kind of step in but if it's just little stuff like that i'd imagine that it's it's almost more comical than anything
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: that is, that is so crazy though no, that is i just i just went to your instagram really quick and looked i hate being on my phone during a podcast but i had to oh, go see okay. that that is so crazy
1: yeah isn't that crazy it was just absolutely crazy and i when my husband called me out there and said that i was like you know like you're you're Bullshit. lying no way and yeah yeah and he showed me that and i was like oh no way no way so yeah and the researcher and me so oh gosh there's the cat i'm so sorry oh no
0: i swear you're perfectly fine these the listeners i tracked uh, more of a drunk crowd so they don't they don't oh. notice they don't notice little things like that
1: oh, okay except for that i keep pointing it out so no no no
0: you're fine <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, the researcher and me—I've I've been researching our house and trying to make sure I can find that. I cannot find—I um, cannot find that H Johnny or Johnny links to our house. So, you know, maybe he was the manufacturer of the bricks, or you know, him etching his name in that brick attached him to our house somehow. So, I'm still looking. But...
0: Maybe a maybe a worker. Yeah. Yeah, help build the house or something. That's a crazy story right there.
1: Right. I know. And, you know, some of these things that I've experienced, um, you know, I feel like, man, people aren't going to believe this because this is just too, too wild, you know, but I, I'm a I'm a truthful person and I, I definitely don't want to lie about the paranormal because there's so many people out there that, that try to discredit this field as it is. And, you know, I, I want to find out. I want to find the truth. I I, I want to experience these things. So I definitely don't want to, you know, muck it up with making up these these stories and and things like that and i take investigating pretty seriously i mean i have a lot of fun i have a ton of fun when i do this um but you know it frustrates me when maybe i'm investigating with somebody who's thinks absolutely everything they experience is paranormal and it's like okay well like hold on like let's just back it up a little bit and 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 see like can we can we you know debunk it can we discredit what just happened can we figure it out before you know, when you're out there saying absolutely everything I've ever experienced is paranormal, it's just like, okay, you know, maybe calm down a little bit, but.
0: Do you meet a lot of people within the the community that, that do try to uh, maybe over-exaggerate things to, to make it more, I guess, exciting?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I would say it's a good mix. Um, you know, you have, have your investigators, um, that are kind of serious and, um but yeah yeah you you get a small handful of of people that are just over the top and um maybe a little too excited um
0: eccentric almost
1: yeah yeah um we went to a paracon and which are are so fabulous i i I love going to those things because again you get to meet all of these people that are interested in the same thing kind of like a comic-con you know um but for the paranormal um, but we went to a seance, which I had never really experienced a real seance before. You know, I had tried doing them when I was little and stuff.
0: Um, <laughs> that's but, fucking, and... that's gangster. He <laughs> <laughs> said, so, yeah, I, I, I only tried them when I was younger, but no big deal. He just kind of brushed it off. So, so, so genuinely was <laughs> like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people try and do like, you know, Ouija boards and seances and stuff. Maybe, maybe more girls. I don't know. Like at slumber parties and stuff. It's like a, like a fun little thing that you do but um yeah we i went to a a seance with with some mediums and um they would say like oh can anybody like relate to this message And it was like this guy was like reaching so far fetched things like every like message or something that came through he's like oh yep that that's for me that's for me and it's like oh man can you like just just quiet down there like let us experience this
0: that's the the thing that i don't uh
1: I don't, I don't
0: fuck with the Ouija board side of things, or maybe the seance kind of stuff. If if a if a spirit was to come naturally, you know, that's one thing. But I don't, I ain't trying to force anybody to come say what's up, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, kind of t- to touch on that too, um, something that I try to um, uh, to stress to people that are are interested in investigating, um, or you know, whatever. I it really bothers me when people go into these investigations and are just so rude or like demanding and like trying to provoke because you know maybe they see it on tv and i try to remember to like remind these people that like you know these these were people once like you know you wouldn't want somebody to barge into your house and then just start demanding you speak to them or or just just being a dick like you're not going to want to like talk to that person so like just just remember that just just be polite just be nice like it'll go a lot better it'll go a lot further so yeah i just i just wanted to touch on that cuz that's no, really
0: absolutely bucks. absolutely and i like your analogy barging in somebody's house just walking in and saying hey you're going to listen to me talk about the evergreen mower right this fucking instant <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. That's, i mean it is like kind of the same the same scenario you know you're going to uh, maybe not their home but but somewhere that they I would assume that a spirit feels um, welcome in a in a place or or a thing, you know what I mean yeah. that they're inhabiting. So, I mean, essentially, you are kind of walking in their home and saying, "Hey, get get out of here and, and break a light bulb for me," or, or right, kick my partner in the nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just that's a, that's something that bothers me. And some of the go, the you know paranormal shows that you watch. You see some of those investigators and, I mean, I'm sure, you know, when you have producers and – and Like and a and company you,
0: behind you saying, hey, this better be good.
1: Right. Yeah, you got to put on the, the theatrics and dramatics and stuff. But I think people see those and then they get the wrong idea about investigating. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, I can't say that that's wrong that they do that, but that's just not something that, that I vibe with, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um some outreach for kids. Um, part of that history club um and the that historical society that we partner with. So there's a history club at the um at the middle school. And so the and a lot of them have been interested in paranormal stuff. So we did a, a ghost hunt for the kids. Um so they got to come out and experience and they got to use all our equipment and ask us questions and experience investigating. And then we actually went to their school. Um, and got to investigate there with them like a larger crowd so that's something I try to instill in them too is just like you know just like your regular life just just be polite you know be be courteous
0: that's a lot of it too in 2020 that is a a huge lot of it is just reminding people to be courteous of of others and and others personal space and and belongings too and that's kind of you know if this spirit doesn't want to come talk to you then hey Maybe come back Wednesday, bring tea and
1: cookies. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're not there to perform for you. So, you know, maybe that night they just really don't feel like talking to anybody. And I get that because there's plenty of nights where I don't feel like talking to anybody. I just want to go home and, and just, you know, shut out the world. But yeah. And, And that's kind of too, like kind of why I like investigating places more than once, because it's not always going to be the same. And it could be really active one night or really active for a different group of people and then you go and and you get nothing so yeah it's kind of fun to investigate the same place multiple times what
0: kind of equipment do you use when you investigate because you mentioned a moment ago you took your equipment to the school and let the the kids see it so what kind of stuff do you typically use
1: so i usually um, i always have my digital recorder and i usually have multiple digital recorders um, so sometimes we'll set those up like in an area that we're not even in just to see if we can get anything. Um, but we use those for EPP sessions, so the electronic voice phenomena, um, and those, that has different classes too. Um, there's like class A, B, C, EVPs, and that uh, just depends on the clarity of, of the audio or the response that you get. Um, so I always have that digital recorder. Um, I usually use my K2 meter, um, which is like an electromagnetic field. Um, there are electromagnetic frequencies. Um, so, I mean, pretty much everything on earth and electricity and all that kind of stuff get, um, will will affect the, the K2 meter. Um, but you want to usually go around and kind of get a base reading of, of, of what that area is. Um, so when you are using it to investigate, you can, um, you know, note different fluctuations in, in what that baseline is. Um, And so usually what we'll do, um, because that K2 meter has five lights on it, um, so we'll say if if we feel like we're communicating with somebody, an intelligent entity, um, you know, I'll say, can you you know, light this box up, you know, light this up three dots for yes, two for no. Um, Or sometimes if I feel like I'm talking to a kid, I'll say, um, you know, lighting up to a certain color, maybe, you know, maybe if they don't know how to count or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So we use that. Um, I have like a grid pen. So, and we set that up on a tripod, so that is like a kind of a fancy laser pointer, essentially, Um, and it makes like a grid pattern on the wall. So you're looking for any breaks in that grid, Um, because the theory is that if you know a a shadow or an entity you know walks through that, it's going to break up that pen. So you know if you held your hand in front of it, you would see that break in those in that grid. Um, My favorite thing that I have, and I haven't really been able to use it on an investigation yet because we haven't really gone anywhere um is the boo buddy and that was one of my top wish list items um so that uh you may have maybe seen it in some paranormal shows if you're into that but it's it's a teddy bear and it has you know a k2 meter in it it has a a temperature gauge so and it is um and like a a motion sensor so if something interacts with it um it, it gives off these verbal responses So, if uh, something grabs it, um, it'll say something like, oh, I like holding hands, too. Um, Oh, shit.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's Uh, terrifying. It is. And and sometimes, though, too, it it just talks. So, it's like, um, you know, trying to get EVP responses, because I'll set up a recorder next to it. So, it'll just kind of say phrases. Um, It'll say, you know, count with me, or like, uh, things like that. So when you're uh, on an investigation and you have that set up and you're like, you know, it's all really quiet and stuff. And then all of a sudden like boo buddy will say something and sometimes it scares the shit out of you. Cause you forget about it. Um,
0: <laughs> I like holding hands too. And you're just like, Nope, I'm gone.
1: Keep the equipment. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah. So, and then I'll say things like, Oh, did you make it warm in here? If the temperature goes up or like, Oh, it's cold. You know, if it gets colder. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's been fun. I, I did use that on one location. Um, i still uh, because that was just a couple weeks ago so i still have to review the evidence uh to see if we got anything with the boo buddy but yeah that that was my number one wish list item
0: i'm about to search this thing because i kind of want one now that sounds absolutely terrible like it just sounds terrifying
1: yeah it's from um ghost stop equipment um and it's a little oh are you still there
0: oh yes i'm sorry i was i was just googling
1: oh nope that was my thing too it's i don't know computer's yelling at me so i'm sorry um uh yeah it's a it's a little bit pricey but uh you you know i guess a lot of hobbies have expensive equipment so
0: the ghost hunter interactive bear
1: yeah yep that's it
0: okay this thing even looks fucking terrifying
1: yeah yeah it
0: looks so cute but and so cuddly but so terrifying
1: right yeah it looks like something that you kind of see in those horror films where it's like something about a demonic doll or stuffed animal so
0: you said uh an intelligent spirit so uh i don't want to say non-intelligent but a non-intelligent one would be like a small child or somebody that can't uh probably verbally communicate correct
1: well i guess when, when we say like an intelligent entity so that's something that is yeah, yeah, basically able to communicate with us. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a child um, or anything like that. It's just something that we can interact with and something that we are getting um, responses from. So, you know, if I say, um, going back to like the K2 meter, okay, so I, I usually say, let's you know do three dots for yes two for no like does that work for you and then you know it's responding it's it's um interacting and, and responding intelligently to what we're saying so it's not just some random random thing um because that's what we're looking for is is that it's actually interacting and responding to to our questions to um things like that it's just not Random happenings. Does that make sense?
0: And, and so, a non-intelligent woman would be just one, just kind of walking by, not really trying to communicate. Uh, maybe just trying to go on about his day.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that not interacting with, and um, or they call too what's uh what they call like a residual haunting. So it's not something that's actually like uh, interacting with you or like really even aware that you're there. It's just kind of like a time loop. So it's like like it's almost... trapped
0: in its own reality, almost
1: yeah yeah and it's just like the same thing kind of playing out over and over and over um so yeah they have that's what they call a residual haunting so it's like not even it's almost like you were just like watching it on a screen or something I mean not necessarily that you see this visually but uh, just kind of like that, that like, a, like a
0: pattern of, of movement almost
1: yeah yeah,
0: that is so yeah that's that's not really
1: aware of, of you or anything
0: that is so crazy I can't get over the boo buddy that's <laughs> That literally it just just tripped me out and i when you google it i mean it just looks so friendly but but so uh you know, just so terrifying at the same time
1: yeah yeah
0: that is so crazy um i had another question i wrote it down a moment ago and and i completely forgot about it but are when you interact with these spirits uh let's say out of 10 times are a majority of them, let's say, uh, like six out of the ten times, are they are they typically children?
1: Um. Now, I guess it probably depends on the investigator too, because I feel like, uh, you know, my fellow investigator Kenzie, uh, she's also my, you know, one of my friends and my coworkers actually. Um, but I feel that her and I actually attract uh, child spirits, so I think maybe more of our interactions are with child spirits. Um, you know I, I'm a mom I have four kids and, you have
0: that maternal um, kind of feel yeah
1: to yeah. and I think that's just what we're drawn to and maybe they're drawn to us um, Kenzie uh, she's quite a bit younger than me so she doesn't have kids but um, she, her mom used to um, uh, own a daycare and so Kenzie grew up around that and helping kids and taking care of kids and you know she really she really likes kids so um, yeah I think we just we, we draw that to us
0: I thought but again, you said. again, I think
1: that depends on the investigator.
0: Well, I thought you said, um, when you were talking about your son and the, the disappearing boy, mm-hmm. and then H. Johnny, yeah, when you said disappearing boy instead of disappearing man, and then, you know, when I'm thinking about just like fresh eyes looking at the situation, you know, Johnny was probably a, a man that had, uh, worked on the house, or maybe, yeah. maybe he owned the house or, or something of that nature. So that's why I was curious if maybe a spirit, um, maybe he died as a human or as, as a human um, as, a, <laughs> as, a, as a fully grown male you know a man but mm-hmm. then his spirit would come back as a boy does that is that something that happens or
1: yeah I, I would think so I think um, you know obviously I can't say for sure but in, in my mind I think that sometimes maybe spirits or entities um, present themselves in ways that, that they think maybe we'd be more open to communicating with
0: like more um, comfortable to the situation that
1: yeah yeah and uh, some people think that actually demons um uh will pretend or manifest or, or show themselves as, as a child to like gain your trust um so yeah i i, I think the the theories and, and possibilities are endless with that but
0: can can we physically punch them you think
1: a, a demon or just a entity
0: uh, anybody either either or 'Cause yeah. like if I'm if I'm in the middle of the night, you know, I'm up, I'm using the bathroom and one just kinda pokes his head around the corner, I'm just gonna pop him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Just just a real quick jab just to let him know, hey, let me finish and you know, let me finish peeing and then we can get it on, but
1: Yeah, give me some privacy, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, sure. But I don't know if that would You
0: yeah, know they could do anything?
1: Yeah, I don't know if that would do anything. They'd
0: probably fuck me up after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drown me probably... in the toilet bowl. <laughs> that would be such a horrible way to go
0: especially especially as i'm peeing in the toilet and he just drowns me in it i'd be so. i'm gonna be terrified walking around my house later as soon as you know my wife and my daughter go to bed i'm just gonna be like oh (laughs) shit
1: oh no i know that's it you know i i get so excited about this stuff and i could just talk about it for hours and my friends are like okay well like thanks a lot like i'm never going to bed again and it's like oh man really like (laughs) i
0: you know i typically don't scare too easily but stuff like that you know stuff uh like like of the spirit variety is there's just it's a different fear about it yeah you know what i mean because it's, so, like, it's so, like it's like, like the fear tangible. of the unknown
1: right yeah well you know i have to tell you like my biggest fear are aliens i am absolutely terrified of aliens I'm i'm intrigued and i'm curious but at the same time like i think if i encountered an alien like I would probably pee myself. Like, I would panic. Um, you know how that is something I've been scared of since I was a kid.
0: You know how you are with, like, paranormal stuff? That's how I am with aliens. I I am fascinated by the idea of extraterrestrial life. Yeah. I'm I'm just fascinated with it. And I truthfully think that you probably have encountered aliens on some uh, way, shape, or form.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Like, I'm, I'm almost sure that, that they're probably just walking among us yeah you know like um you know tom brady you know he's (laughs) probably he's probably an alien
1: yeah yeah i could see that
0: or maybe you know maybe Halle berry you know these really beautiful people they're probably probably aliens just you know adding a little bit of pizzazz into their life you know their (laughs) their their father probably you know they they their father probably wanted them to go to school for something and they they Kind of like the Amish, they went on rum on Earth, and just never yeah, came back.
1: The, these Hollywood A-listers.
0: You know, are you are you a conspiracy theorist? A little bit. You know what my favorite one is that I talk about very often is that uh, a lot of the Hollywood A-listers are actual uh, pedophiles. I mean, it's not my. I mean, when I say oh. it, that's my favorite one. That just sounds fucking bad. Uh, no, I know there is a yeah. There's a huge theory, and a lot of people are trying to debunk it. But there's a huge theory that a lot of the Hollywood A-listers uh, were deeply involved with um, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. There's there's a lot of theories about Hollywood A-listers and and uh, child sex trafficking and stuff like that. And I stay really up to date on stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. um and you know I've, I've been one of these people for a while that's been saying cancel fucking Hollywood right you know that's that, yeah, I could talk about that shit all day Pizzagate and uh, QAnon you know people try to debunk QAnon but they've been quite right about a few things yeah so I yeah. you know I'm kind of under the impression that you know Hillary Clinton's a, a Satanist pedophile
1: oh gosh yeah and I, I, know, and
0: I worry because I talk about it on the podcast so much I worry that I'm going to be recording an episode and just that little red dot is going to come through the window and just oh my god <laughs> you know what I mean
1: yeah you know, you know if you're ever looking for another um uh for a guest or, or another um whatever you want to call what I am um <laughs> but my husband stays up to date on that and, oh my and he's gosh he's telling me about that and some of that stuff like goes over my head um, you know not because I don't understand but it's just like oh my gosh this is like so overwhelming this is so crazy you should um, set
0: that up because I I've done one conspiracy podcast uh, out of my 32 episodes now and it was so fun. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off but it is so fun
1: No no that's okay yeah he he always tells me about that stuff and it's just like man like I don't know if I can handle this so yeah.
0: It's it's very heavy stuff, and I I stay up to date on it um, because and I've uh, a couple of friends of mine. Um, we are working on a website um, to kind of help people understand, um, or to maybe um, I don't really know the word I'm looking for to, to so they can potentially see the signs. People can potentially see the signs of. Uh, child sex trafficking and stuff like that. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a website we're just trying to get up there just so people know the facts about it and they know how to maybe diagnose it if they see uh, a child that looks like they're in duress, uh, distress. Um, but it's something I'm very passionate about is, is uh, helping children and, you know, yes. ch- helping helping children, helping animals. I just, I love helping people that maybe don't have a voice. And I think maybe that's why yeah. I'm drawn to the, the conspiracies, but, um, yeah. you know, that's one of those things that kind of bothers me.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I've been trying to read up on that too, because the idea of, um, you know, like you said, like a child or an animal or, I mean, even, um, you know, like elderly people and elder abuse, um, that stuff just really bothers me that there's people that just take advantage of, of, you know, people's vulnerabilities and especially children. It's just, mm-hmm. Yeah
0: yeah it's it's truly sad it it's so sad that it's it's 2020 and like we're still talking about this you know what I mean and, yeah. and I try to not get political uh on my podcast at all because like in my mind like people come here because they want like a little escape from uh their reality you know they want to listen to this exactly. while they' while they're working out or while they're driving but i I'm truly blown away by the fact that it's 2020 and we're still dealing with like like racism. And, and, right. and sexism and things like that and that just it really bothers me
1: yes yes
0: yeah, i it's, agree it's a very it's a crazy world out there and especially you know you're a mother i'm, I'm a father having kids grow up in this day and age is terrifying
1: i know it, it, it really it truly is and it, it's scary to see um you know the the real world scares me more than the paranormal honestly
0: Right, <laughs> it's 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 deeply troubling times, and and I laugh and like joke on the podcast a lot, but that's kind of one of the things like I just can't really joke about. Like it is truly,
1: yeah.
0: it's scary out here for, not only you know small children, but it's, it's terrifying for like our our people of color, and it's terrifying for young women. Uh, it, it's it's just so crazy. We're in twenty twenty, and we're still dealing with these these issues. It just it blows my mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and you know you mentioned that that um, I I'm so much of a of a night owl like I have more energy at night like I I I I just oh, I've always been that way mm-hmm. and um, so I was telling my husband like oh you know like I wish I could just like you know pop in my headphones and like just like go for a walk at night and he's like why don't you just do that and then you know because he never really realized like how different it is for for women like you can't make yourself that vulnerable put headphones in and and walk around at night like i i would never feel safe to do that and he's like you know i never thought about that he's like you know like as a man like i don't think twice about it i just put my headphones in and i go for a walk but you know even in the middle of the day like i i still wouldn't feel comfortable doing that and i'm always on high alert uh, especially if i have my kids with me so
0: I, uh, I used to work a, a job, it was like a, a weird, like a second to almost third shift, um, but I would do a lot of walking at night, uh, you know, even on my days off, just trying to stay on schedule. And I used to do the same thing, I'd put my headphones in and I'd walk uh, late, late at night. And for a man, it's not intimidating, but I can also see where a woman uh, in my position would, would be terrified. Mm -hmm. you know and it's 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 sad that that is it's sad that that you know you're you're kind of speaking it plain as day. you don't feel comfortable doing that it's just sad that that is the the world that we live in that that women don't feel comfortable walking you know
1: yeah
0: yeah it's 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 crazy and i uh, i try to take a a stance like whenever i can but it's it's more like it's gonna take more than just one guy on the fucking internet you know what i mean
1: right yeah i know but i think you know every every little bit of support helps um you know because i i think that too like you know i'm just one person like what can i really do but you know when you when you see a sea of negativity and hate and, and you see that one little beacon of of hope or light or warmth and welcome you know hopefully that, that can help people.
0: I think, uh, I like how you, I like how you just said that, that little light can, can help people. I like how you said that. And I think that that is probably the best thing to leave this podcast on is that, um, one person isn't going to change the world, but one person can make a difference.
1: Yes. Yes. I agree. That's, that's perfect.
0: Um, if you want people to find you, where would they find you after this podcast?
1: You can find me on um, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's just GoScale go Scale Podcast. Um, also, my, my podcast is on um, you know, most major platforms. I also do another show called The Paranormal Pop, and we do that the first Wednesday of every month, and that's actually on Facebook Live. So if you just go to the Paranormal Pop page, um, you can you can watch that that's myself and Exy and Brian and uh, they're mediums and we usually have a special guest on um, you know so yeah you can you can find me everywhere
0: that is excellent that is excellent and do you have any parting words for somebody that might be interested in pursuing paranormal investigating
1: um, you know just you, you really don't need a whole lot of equipment just you know enjoy it have fun and, and just remember that there really aren't any experts and and you can just start start doing this yourself i mean that's just what i did i I just started doing it and and tried to find some like-minded people and had fun so yeah just have fun
0: that is that is excellent i love it liz it has been absolutely incredible speaking with you and i super appreciate you for coming on
1: thank you so much for having me on this was so much fun i really really enjoyed talking with you
0: i'm glad I'm glad once again, everybody. If you want to find Liz, go to Ghost Girl Podcast, Ghost Girl Podcast, or Ghost Girl Pod. You have to Uh, abbreviate it.
1: It's Ghost Girl Podcast.
0: Ghost Girl Podcast. Okay, I had to abbreviate mine on a couple things. It's like the Takedown Pod, and I hate it because I always forget that I I had to abbreviate it. Um, Go, go check her out. She is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Ghost Girl Podcast. Subscribe. Sign up, get the newsletter, get everything you can. Uh, absolutely yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal person. As always, we are brought okay. to you by Phone Soap. Use the code Takedown for a little bit of a uh, discount at checkout. They're doing a Black Friday sale right now, everybody, so go check that out. Uh, as always, check out quicksesh.io for all your computer trouble. Uh, my buddy Bilal owns that company and they're a super good company. I will ride or die with that company. And the link in our bio has a link to uh, Future Kimono's. Get yourself a new jujitsu gi. Face it, that thing stinks. Throw it away. You can't, you can't uh, clean everything. You know what I mean? Throw that thing out. Buy you a new gi at Future Kimono's. The link is in our bio. And also, whenever you're healing up and maybe you just need a little extra kick, you can find the link to Game Up Nutrition. They have the best CBD oil, edibles, topicals. They even have CBD for your dog, man. You come home, your dog's having a bad day, he's stressed out. The TV cut off midway through the day. He fucking tipped his water bowl. You know he's just stressed out. Uh, click the link in our bio. Go to Game Up Nutrition. Get you some CBD for you and your dog. And y'all just, y'all just smoke that shit or or put it under your tongue and just just relax. You know, chill out. Watch uh, you know, watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a good movie. Uh, As always, uh, though, foam soap, check out Quick Sesh, Future Kimonos, Game Up. I appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you and have a good night.